This is Bridget Masenga on SAFM. So we're going to touch base with founder and managing director of Z2 Shoes, Reggie Klaba, in just a moment. He's on the line already. This is a proudly made in South Africa shoe brand uh, that designs and produces leather shoes right here in South Africa. In, in fact, specifically in KZN. Not only do they have a full service factory warehouse that they do everything from start to scratch, uh, their headquarters are also in uh, the KZN region and they also have a training center in order to impart skills, uh, you know, from shoe design to shoe manufacturing, etc., etc., all based out of KZN. So, Reggie, how are you doing? I'm very good, uh, Bridget. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for taking some time out from your Friday evening to join us. Even if it's telephonic, we appreciate it. Thank you. Anything these days to lift up the spirit. Absolutely. So, Z2 Shoes, um, tell me the story behind the shoe company. We're seeing a few South African sneaker brands coming up here and then doing very, very well. Um, but we haven't seen a full-on leather apparel shoe brand come out and say, wah, I'm here. Okay. Where did it all begin? Okay. Well, I mean, I'm a, uh, so you could, I'm, 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 I'm what you'd call a veteran of the industry. Yes. You know, so my story is beginning much, much, much earlier than uh, what you see today. So, I mean, uh, we've, I've, you might know, I've been um, in the industry for over 20 years yes. as, a, as, as a designer, as a, a fashion practitioner in a way, mm. and over many different roles. So the idea, just to fast forward uh, to IFL, which is the brand that I think you, you want to talk about, which mm-hmm. in, in, um, incorporates our heritage, which I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, started in uh, emerged in tw- 2014 when I moved back to Devon. Okay. So I moved back to Devon to plow back my skills uh, back to my hometown because I felt that you know it was the right time for me to do it at my career. Mm. So that's why we started there to shoes, but primarily with a very strong uh, social impact, mm. as you, you've uh, um, introduced. You know, there's a huge problem. Um, I mean, there's a problem with visibility, as you say, of our brands. You know, we're very excited to see uh, Batu and all the other brands that are coming up, mm. the young people expressing themselves. But they, 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 that's a different thing altogether than what we are trying to do. So what we're trying to do is to package and sell South African culture peppered into contemporary mass product. Uh-huh. So our shoes, yes, our shoes really touch the masses. So we are in a mass business. We're not really in, um, and we are a fashion brand as Ifer, but as Z2, we also make uh, kids' shoes. We make, um, we've made some men's, and we, and which we sell um, in various. Yes. Um, um, a chain stores, you know, sometimes under their own brands. Yes. So that's what we do because that's the only way you can impact the industry, create jobs, and actually grow the scale of shoemaking in the country. Very true. Very true, Reggie. Uh, so Reggie mm-hmm. is joining me on the line and uh, he is the founder and, of course, managing director of Z2 Shoes. And we're going to talk about Ifele in just a moment. Um, but I want to know, and, and like you said, you've got a wealth of knowledge in, in the shoe industry. In fact, in the retail industry as a whole. Uh, you know, you've gone from merchandising to a buying perspective and you've worked with numerous brands that we, most of us are very familiar with. Um, 
But the world of footwear in South Africa, locally made, manufactured, produced footwear, um, is that something difficult to start up in, especially if it's not a pop culture brand like a sneaker? Well, shoemaking is a is a well. Anyway, in this country, it, everything is difficult, especially with the kind of background that we have. You yes. know, I'm not going to go into that. So everything is difficult because of access to capital, blah blah blah, and everything that goes with it. But our biggest problem here is that um, we don't have um, a clear path from college uh, to industry, especially with footwear. Yes, I studied clothing design many many moons ago. Mm. You know, I'm very grateful for being able to do that when it was very difficult for black people to do it, you know. Mm. And I, and then for luckily somebody, one of my lecturers was, I was looking for a job. I said, you know what, you should try and go to this footwear company. They've never had a, a, a designer. They don't know what, I mean, they probably teach you how shoes are made. Mm. So that's how I caught the bug. So if that accident never happened, I would not have been there. Yes. So just to to clarify this further, so most of the, of the industries are great. You know, we make shoes here. We make Baka. We've made, historically, we've made some amazing, uh, well-known footwear brands locally. You know, but they're in in the apartheid kind of setup, you know, where they're called with this white men that you don't know. Mm -hmm. So so those people were trained by English, um, you know, sometimes English, mostly uh, English industrialists of the time who were mm. trying to bring in um, industry into South Africa in the, in the in mid-century. Mm. So since then, and all the setups that they put together to train young people, to artisans, to, this has never been replicated in a modern, um, um, uh, in contemporary uh, South Africa after apartheid. So where we lack is that there's no clear path for young people. That's why we believe that our approach to bring in young people in the factory and to teach them about shoemaking is one step, but mm. we, I mean, we're just one. So it's very difficult for people then to go and set up a, a shoe manufacturing plant or try and find money when they don't even know what the plant looks like and how shoes are made. Yes. It's not a normal thing, you know, it's, and it's very technical. So if you don't have that information, <laughs> that knowledge, you don't have it. Yeah. You, know, you can't buy it, you can't read about it, and then you know it. Yeah, and in fact, I think so, when most of us think about shoe manufacturing and shoe design, you know, countries like Italy, Brazil, France, these all come to mind as being uh, at the forefront of this thing. And and I would never guess a South African, even as you were mentioning, you know, Bata and all the rest of them, I'm like, oh, yeah, there are a few that have been doing it. Um, From you, from from a business perspective, before we get to to the trading sectors, uh, what has been, I'm just having, uh, okay, let's just see if we're going to get that line correct. There's just a little bit of a static coming through, but let's try it again. Um, From you, for you, from a business perspective, what has been the the singular biggest challenge in setting, setting up something like the manufacturing plant? Because it sounds like a great idea, but then when you look at it, it's like, it's an elephant of a task. There's the biggest. I, I haven't passed it, so it's not something that I can say safely say that I've I've, I've overcome. Mm. So it's bit, it's just um, the kind of capital that you need mm. uh, to have a fully fledged. You know, it's like somebody saying, "I want I can bake I can bake cakes, but um, I've got this. I can demonstrate it in this shoebox yes. uh, how I can make a cake." So you say, no, 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 you need to have a big machine that makes a cake. I don't know if the analogy is correct, yes. but I mean, it's, I mean you understand. Yeah. So there are certain things that you, you can't 
and not do to make a show to look in a particular way. Yes. You know, especially now when you compete, South Africans, especially in this country, South Africans are used to intrinsic details and um, things that they're used to um, because we pick it back from all the manufacturing that comes out of China. Yes. So to make a, a simple, what is the cheapest shoe in China, the kind of machinery that you have to put together here, it's just mind-boggling. Yes. So the skills and the machinery. So if you don't have the, the, the capital to bring in that kind of machinery with the, the knowledge that, you know, you'll amortize it over 10, 20 years, because machines last a long time. Mm. Or trying to sell that story to, um, you know, to development funders. It's not easy because when I say to you, okay, so who's going to buy the shoes now? If you give you the machine for 10 million rand, who's going to buy the shoes next week? And the people who want to buy the shoes will say, well, we'll come and help you as soon as you can show us the factory. The product. Reggie, let me just uh, put you on hold for a second as my my producer tries to get a better line for us. Uh, We're going to come back and continue our conversation with Reggie. He is uh, the managing director and, of course, founder and designer out at Zetu Shoes. And they are a KZN-based shoe manufacturing uh, company and they do everything from start to finish from the shoe design to the shoe manufacturing as well as a training facility Um, and once we've got Reggie back we're going to come back and continue the conversation because I want to find out more about transference of skills Tweet at SFM Radio and at Bridget Masinga it is off the pitch with myself, Bridget Masinger, right here on SAFM as we continue our conversation with Reggie Klaba, who is the designer and founder out at Zetu Shoes. And we're going to get to talking about Ifela in just a moment, which, as he so puts it, uh, is a, a segment of the brand that exports South African packages and sells South African culture. But Reggie, um, I just want to continue quickly about you mentioned the transference of skills, right? And, and you've got a yeah. training center out yeah. in Richards Bay. Uh, how are you and your team going about doing that? Okay, well, um, the, we, we've had a, a, a partnership early in the, in the life of, of the project, a mm-hmm. partnership with um, Umpolo's College. They wanted, they've got a, obviously a mandate to uh, bring in skills, mm-hmm. uh, in, especially in the rural areas, and it's a passion that I had. So we, our, we then we had an MOU that guided us, we, you know, in how we're going to do that. So mm. basically, we've set up a small um, center and we've trained to date um, at something like 200 kids wow. that are previously unemployed and uh, not, most of them unskilled, mm. and um, but mostly with metric. Mm. So now they've got something that they know how to do. Some of them work for us. Some of them have gone on and that did, did doing their own things. Yeah. I like that indeed. And, and artisans are much needed in South Africa in a variety of sectors. Um, and to have a skill that one can monetize off is, is actually, uh, you know, you, you are teaching somebody how to fish versus giving them a fish. Um, Absolutely. Here's what I found interesting. So when I was reading up about the structure, um, and I don't know if this is still true to form today, but your offices are in Morningside, Durban, your factory is in Mandani, and your training center is in Richards Bay. That seems like you're all over. <laughs> KZN. No, 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 we don't, we don't have, we wanted, I think it's a, it's an old, um, okay. I'm sorry about that. So we don't have a, a, a factory in Mandani. That's what we wanted to do. But okay. they actually, in Mandani was actually where Umfolo's college facility was, but uh-huh. that facility was moved 
to uh, Richards Bay. I see, I see. Okay, yes. that answers my question. <laughs> yes. But we still have a design center in Devon, but okay. our vision is to have everything in one place in and around Devon, uh-huh. you know, a center of, center of excellence as we grow, Yes. which will have um, highly skilled and high-tech uh, you know, um, production and skills. You know, it's a, a mix of everything. So I'm, I'm, I see you, I mean, industrialist designer kind of thing. I'm not really uh, with the other type of designer, I think. <laughs> I got you. So yeah. if, if the brand made in South Africa exported both uh, domestically as well as internationally, and as you yeah. says, it packages and sells South African culture, so yeah. when, when I saw it, I see I was on the money because I was talking to my producer and I was like, it gives me feels like traditional Zulu attire. It takes mm-hmm. inspiration from, you know, Imbatata type vibes. It's yes. modernized it. So I was on I was on the nose. Yes, definitely. Fantastic. That's what it is. You know, see, the, the most things about culture, you see culture, fashion is fashion. People want to work, work, wake up in the morning and dress up and impress their friends or their boss or their new partner, whatever they want to do. That yes. happens everywhere in the world. People fall in love, they die, they do things. Those things happen. Mm. In the cities, that's where the melting pot of fashion is. But mm. the cultures is like, uh, if just to give you a, a small lecture, culture is, uh, is, is, is the spice that peppers, that changes, you know, that creates dimension into why people wear things. Mm-hmm. So when you give people a real a culture in its raw form. Like, for instance, if you cut a goat skin and then I hang it over your shoulder and say, this is Zulu culture, mm. that's not accessible because mm. you're not going to be, you're going to look funny and you don't know what to do with that skin, you know. Yes. So where we make a mistake when we teach our young um, creators is not to make them to make them understand that they have to embrace their culture, but they have to pepper it on international standards yes. so that so that if you create a contemporary item yes so our product is zulu inspired but mostly inspired by south african cultures and the closer mm-hmm. but those are uh, elements that uh, we bring in to add to the dimension of fashion in the world so that people who've been who are tired of wearing um eastern inspired things or mm. european inspired they can come up and look at zulu for a day you know what i'm saying <laughs> without being zulu so that, that's that is why we created ifl to travel the world package our our heritage in a in a in a palatable way and how is it being received worldwide Unfortunately, we're not being received at all at this point because of COVID. <laughs> because of COVID. Because of COVID. But we were doing very well up until um, last year before COVID hit Europe very badly. Yes. I mean, we have um, a footing in in France. You know, mm-hmm. we've represented there. We've been in um, uh, in some of the leading, uh, you know, concept stores and online stores. Mm-hmm. We've exported in the UK. So we have a footing in Europe in, in boutique stores. Not in major retailers yet, yes. because we don't have that type of capacity. You know, Europeans they they consume at large scale. Oh, yes. So yeah. So and we've exported into Australia, New Zealand, and um, the U.S. market. So we we've done well for a five-year-old brand. Five years is is a beautiful in business because it means you found stability and you found your rhythm. And what's your vision for for Ifela going forward? Well, I, I want Ifele to be a household brand mm. in South Africa. I want it. I want it to be Haviana for 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 Brazil. <laughs> you know, something that you can put a South African flag and say this is what it is. I mean, we are known for 
Um, well, I'll tell you a brand that we are known for. It's Castle Lager. So yes. now let me tell you. Tell me, that's what we, I mean, we, we, after we, you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic, but we can also be known for that by positive, amazing things, isn't it? You know, we've got Very other true. people. So I think in fashion, we make, fashion is, is good because when you do, it, people wear fashion all the time and it's something that is easy to consume and it's both uh, exports the, the heritage or the country itself. It's a good mm. flag bearer, but it also creates a lot of jobs. Absolutely. Reggie, thank you so much for taking the time to a chat to me today. That was Reggie Klaba. You can check out the, the range. Ifele is uh, made in South Africa, proudly from the KZN. Uh, have a look at them. Find them on uh, your digital platforms. And, of course, I got a tweet here saying you are having a living legend on the line. Reggie is a trailblazer who's inspired his peers, and I'm glad to know he's now in, empowering youngsters. Big up, Reggie. And this comes from uh, Howard Manyonga uh, on Twitter. We'll be right back and continue on Off the Pitch.